Dude. I'm glad nobody can see the camera right now because that definitely didn't look like he was shaking paint right there. Just I'm saying. <laughs> Another episode of the Afterwash podcast in the new format, which we're hoping you enjoy it. And uh, we're always open to feedback. So if you think there's a different way or a little like technique that we're missing in these podcasts, just throw us a shout on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and just let us know. Give us a little bit of feedback so we know what we're doing and if you're enjoying it. Um, obviously, I'm your one part of the dynamic duo of hosts iniquity graphics or turk joined as always by vanilla paints what's up yeah and then today we've got the swedish master painter the guy who puts everybody else on twitch to shame with his lovely bold head guy mice <laughs> he forgot to brush his hair <laughs> he forgot to brush his hair. Hello. That is one thing I just want to put that little bit of context. Before uh, we start, he's like, "Are we using? Are we using cameras? Because we we like to talk, and obviously with the cameras on, so we've got someone to actually talk to." He's like, "Oh, I forgot to brush my hair." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, this will have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um. With the bed. Yeah. So we have got the new, obviously. We did record with Guy before in the old sort of way of us doing this podcast. So um, it's good to yep. have you back and in the better layout to it, in my opinion, anyway. It's awesome to be back. Yeah. Um, so what have you been working on this week, then? Me? Um, basically, just the gene stealer still. I've been painting up a Sentinel Um I'm also trying to get some games in. I'm practicing for a uh, tournament in Norway, actually. We just decided to head on over to, I think it's called Hexcon in Trondheim. Okay. If anyone uh, listens to this and will be able to hear before this tournament takes place, feel free to stop by and say hi. Yeah, it should be out before then. So, if anyone's there, buy him a drink. <laughs> yep. Yeah, get, get him drunk. <laughs> I'm on fire, you would drink. <laughs> what about you, Vanilla? Uh, well, we finished up that uh, Collector's Edition Terminator Chaplain. Uh, tried some new techniques on that. I was really happy with how that cloak turned out, man. That was all, you know, all orange glaze. And uh, getting back to uh, the Dwarf Commissions. Get a couple new models coming in as well. Some towel models, actually. Yeah. So going to be painting. Going to be painting up some uh, pride towel just for Turk. Yeah. Good times. Oh, you best send me one of them. I will, man. I'll, I'll I make sure. I got you and Left Hand still have uh, and Red's Web. You guys still have stuff that needs to be shipped out because you guys live so fucking far away from me. <laughs> I can't send it all out at once. Yeah. But uh, the game plan is for you. I'm gonna get one of those towel done and then send the miniature you want on stream and then one of those towel with it as well so it'll be awesome so that's good on my shelf it's gonna sit up there behind me and pride of pride of place uh, <laughs> 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 oh my we, need, we need some sound effects to like sound cues like that like a little bit of a drum roll when uh 
So I'm the one that banging puns that only your dad would be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla's got loads of them. You know Geet finally got his package for me, right? It literally took like yes. a month, but it finally got there. Yeah. I Jesus. think it was the Swedish Customs in this case who kept it for a while. Yeah. They had to uh, admire, admire the package for a little bit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yep. Got it right there. like, might paint this up. We don't know yet. No, what they, they did is changed their mind. they painted it up and then stripped it back down, put it back in its box and sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a gorgeous sculpt, by the way. I I did not uh, expect this kind of quality, really. What is it? So, thank the you. studios, man. Not a problem, man. I'm glad you like it, man. They're yeah. really nice miniatures. That was super crisp, actually. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Where did you say it was from again? Succubus Studios. Succubus they were actually Studios. who sponsored my stream. Uh, they, they sponsored me for, I'd say, roughly 20, 20 uh, episodes. So, ah, uh, very cool. Sweet. It was awesome to give those out to people. Yeah. Mm -mm. I need to check out the... Is there like a webpage or something? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I'll do is I'll throw you a link to uh, Secular Studios after the podcast in so you can check them out. They mainly do alternative miniatures and then uh, Blood Bowl teams as well. Like, I have a vampire team that I'm currently waiting on. Super oh, excited for. Nice. Public announcement that we're not actually sponsored by them, but... So it's not, not anymore. An I was at one time. Yeah, but I'm just, so it's not an advert, so people don't think we're just trying to push product on top oh, no. you know what I mean? oh, I'm just curious yeah um, I'm still waiting for stuff to come in to be honest but obviously I've finished really? up the Riptide base and I've got to work on the Riptide but I just haven't well I've had the drive to do it I just haven't had the time to do it it's just been a busy week for me and then um, I actually ordered some more stuff from that War Games exclusives I got myself a uh, it's one of their Bikes, sort of like, do you know the Aldar jet bikes? It's like a towel version of that with drones on the uh, side. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. So it's like a mix between a piranha and a jet bike. It, it looks really cool. I can't wait to paint it up. Yeah. Is it one with the like the uh, roof, sort of say, on top of the? Uh, no, it hasn't like... got a roof. No. Okay. Okay. No, I'm thinking something else. Yeah. You might be thinking about the Tetras, the Pathfinder Tetras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Um, no, but this is from War Games Exclusive. The people I bought the Marauder from, and um, oh, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's something unique because I've never seen Tau have jet bikes or anything like that. Like I tried converting one when I was back in the hobby ages ago, and it just didn't go well. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it just didn't go well. It didn't look right. Yep. Dude, look at this. This is a podcast, not a video cast. Oh, no, I'm just showing you. I mean, people can still look like with you guys referencing from it. That is just the uh, that is the uh, uh, death roller, dude. That's all those pieces. You, like, oh. one wheel is as big as a, a miniature. Yeah. Look at this shit. That's crazy. We can even use this bit as a teaser, any for the YouTube and stuff like that. So feel free to throw in stuff like that. Um, this is one wheel. It's literally as big as a Blood Bowl mini. Oh, Jesus. God. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, so, I don't even know how this is going to fit on one of these standard size bases, dude. Like, it makes yeah. no sense. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people listening at home who didn't capture teaser are going to be putting a little teaser of, like, the video, in air quotes, onto mm -hmm. Vanilla's YouTube with the tutorial. Um, 
So just jump over onto Vanilla's YouTube if you want to plug it. Uh, it's uh, YouTube forward slash Vanilla Paints. I think that works. Uh, if not, you can find that stuff on my Twitch in the panels below. YouTube likes to not allow you to use your name anymore in the uh, the forward slash. They like to give you like some weird, no crazy serial number. Well, yeah. that that's um, before you hit 100 subscribers. Once you hit 100 subscribers, you can actually have your own custom URL. Well, then I need to just quit sucking. <laughs> well, it depends, it depends how long you've had a YouTube channel. If you've had a YouTube channel before that they brought that in, you could you still have a custom URL. Like I have something like 300 subscribers on one of my channels and then 50 on the other. And um, I've still got custom URLs on both because I did on both before that rule came in. Yeah, my YouTube channel is still relatively new. I haven't really... Uh... I stepped away from it for a while because of all the stuff that's going on on YouTube right now. And yeah. Since the podcast thing is kind of leaning towards YouTube, I guess we'll start. We could, we could always do it on it. Twitch as well. Just upload the videos to Twitch and then have them as like vodcasts or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously that's Especially, up to you. Um, it took me two days to be able to upload that last tutorial, man. It, YouTube was just on strike. Didn't yeah. want it. YouTube okay. is very... It's very, what's the word? Like it, it's not run right for what it is. They're punishing creators for stuff that's not in their control. But it's Pretty like, much, man. It's it's getting too much about the advertising and the money instead of just making videos. Because it's like one of the YouTube channels I watch, which is uh, Demolition Ranch. It's all about guns and. Stuff like that. he shoots guns and he does like weird little ways and it's it's really funny videos, but because it's got a gun in it, half of his stuff just gets demonetized as soon as he uploads it. And because mm. that's a new rule, obviously there's people who have All made right. a living. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a really shitty thing for YouTube to be doing at the moment. Because obviously he like carry on. I like what Rob Dyke said. He, I think he nailed it best. Now, I, I think this applies to everybody. Twitch, any any video output source site thing, you know, uh, just because, you know, you sponsor something doesn't mean that you should get to determine the content that's inside of whatever you're sponsoring. That's not how that works. Uh, Rob, Rob Dyke nailed it. I, I understand it because of the like, EULA and stuff like that. But... I just find it really crappy that they've brought it in after people have, like, say, quit their real-life jobs to focus on YouTube. And now they're making no money off that. So it's... That's, yeah, that's where the Patreon thing's coming in now. Yeah. You know, so... But it's, it's like a um, shitty situation. He made himself a merch store, so... Obviously, he's making his money back on merchandise and stuff like that. But it's just... Like, there was another YouTuber that I watched who's a skateboarder. And he was saying that he uploaded five videos the other week. Skateboarding videos that m were making him about $6 per video. Ooh. So that's something like... And then the the funny thing is, yeah, he uploaded a video the week later with the title, She's Addicted to Touching Herself. And they, they were just going on about sex and everything like that. And it was monetized. Like, where's the uh, sense? Okay. They demonetize skateboarding, monetize sex and porn. 
they, we we've got geet lost here. He's he don't know what to yeah. say. Basically, <laughs> man, we're we're basically saying that that content creators and and people who stand behind the content creators, uh, if if you're willing to run your ad with somebody and let them kind of uh, or I guess represent that brand, then you should at least do the research on on what you're uh, backing because waiting until if somebody's like, oh, oh, I can't believe that that you backed a, a Kama Sutra video. Like, you should have done the research. You should have known what you were backing before you stepped in instead of pulling out halfway through well, because that creator is relying on that income. We all know what uh, Vanilla thinks about when Kama Sutra is the first thing that pops into his head. <laughs> well, I was keeping that reference simply because Geet was shaking his head. It, this seems too perfect. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, we are usually a miniature painting and playing uh, podcast, but this is just something that I feel strongly on. Um, it, that's the thing. I don't live off YouTube or anything like that. I just feel it's terrible what people are get going through at the moment. And I know some people say, yeah. oh, it's an easy job. And stuff like that. Have you ever tried uploading videos once a day? Mm. That shit is not easy, man. No. no. It is not easy. Uh, we all come from a background of Twitch, and I'm sure Yeet and yourself can, can back me up on this. Even when, you, when you're streaming live, uh, people, people tend to think that that's something simple as well. It's not. Try to entertain a room of you know, 20, 30 people, and in some people's cases, like Yeet, you know, 50, 60 people. Try to entertain them for, for three, three to four hours talking about the air in your room. Yeah. Uh, it, it's difficult, <laughs> man. Yeah. It definitely is. It's a hard job. Um, it's like I was actually I did YouTube before Twitch. Um, I built a channel up to about three hundred subscribers, which isn't massive at all. Like I would never say I'm a YouTuber, but I did make a little bit of money off it because all my stuff was monetized. That's awesome. But it was just it's so Speaking. difficult. Kind we of, need to plug Geek in here real quick. We need to plug him in. Geet, let everybody know your YouTube channel, man. They need to check out your YouTube stuff, man. I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know can what we YouTube channel is. Put the maybe. link in the podcast description or whatever. Yeah, you we call can. It. Do. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can do it. We're, we're excellent YouTubers. We don't even know our own fucking links. Oh, no, man, I know more. <laughs> but I uploaded like two videos simply because there were so many questions on how I made my bases for models and also these how to paint or transfer paints to dropper bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is slash uh, slash yeet. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> it's bad when the YouTuber doesn't know his own uh, URL to his YouTube channel. Can I somehow change the name of the channel as well? Um, you used to be able to. I'm not sure if yeah. you can anymore. Um, but I don't know. Well, I'm um, sure you can have a look and look through the settings and stuff like that and figure it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, what were, what were we going on to? I was just about to go on to a different subject. I was going to, like, effortlessly transition. And then Vanilla had to ruin it all with the little cut. <laughs> <laughs> Here is our effortless transition. Yeah. Um, so, for everybody who plays Blood Bowl, we have, uh, again, uh, we're going to bring this up, we have a Sisters of Battle player amongst us. Would you like to discuss your sisters of battle for a second, there, buddy? Um, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> how was that a smooth transition into Blood Bowl? That's but, what uh, I was thinking. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Left field. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. 
Uh, actually, it was it was my first for the K armor to begin with. Um, I loved it for the the lore and the background about it. Uh, I would not recommend anyone to start with just a battle as their first army, given that the models are quite all all metal, very expensive. Yeah. Um, but with the new edition, the new uh, eighth edition of Warhammer 40k, they have been more fun than ever to uh, to play with, really. So if you if anyone get the the opportunity to try them out at least do so they're a lot of fun yeah now, um, didn't they just get a new update with some new miniatures though uh well about a year ago they got the first well the plastic saint celestine and her um bodyguards uh, but that's about it um sorry it's always weird how they bring up metal figures first to be honest you would have thought in my eyes you would go with the resin and then you'd have the limited editions in metals and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, this is a very old army. Yeah. Um, I think most of the models are actually from like second edition or something. Don't quote me on that though. I, it was way before I got into the game. If you suck the models, you die of like poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lead and stuff like that that's in them. <laughs> Dude, honestly, man, metal's hard to paint on, man. It really is. I, at least for, for me, I don't like painting on metal, man. A lot of chipping occurs, and yeah. paint doesn't like to stick. I believe they actually, if you're using the new paint on the older metal miniatures, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the old paint used to be designed specifically for the metal cast? Oh, sorry, I have no idea, but uh, it doesn't sound possible. That sounds mm. like that, right? I don't know, because you would have thought the majority of it was still plastic-based, wasn't it? So I don't Sorry, know the what? The majority of the models were still plastic-based, like resin, and they weren't majority metal models. So why yeah, would the old paints be tailored to metal? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I thought they may have. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Anybody listening in the podcast, you know, feel free to drop in and correct us here if we're wrong, yeah. or correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I, I, you know, it, it does. I mean, even the uh, like the structure of the pods when you look at them from the transition from back in the day from metal to the transition to fine cast or plastic or resin. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there, perfect example. Uh, everything transitioned together. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I sort of agree. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, because you even buy, like, rattle cans. If you think about it, you buy rattle cans that specifically say, like, bonds with plastic or bonds with metal. Yeah. Uh, right. But I think that has, like, a different actual structure of the paint, to be honest. I don't know. I think... I feel the paints haven't changed that much. From my memory, anyway. Painting from the old paints and then painting from the new paints, I don't feel that much difference. So I don't know, might if obviously if anyone doesn't know at home, obviously feel free to drop us a like little message on Instagram or something. And let us know if we're being stupid or if we're, you know. Yeah, because this the... is actually this is like a statement and a question wrapped into one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make make painting metal minis easier for all of us. But let us you, know. Do you know what the worst thing is? It's not even just painting metal minis. It's when you've got the duos of metal and resin in one mini. Like oh, the XV88. The XV88 was a terrible model just because you put those heavy metal guns on its shoulders. Yeah. And you'll either struggle to get it to stick, it will stick, but it will melt the plastic, or it will just hmm. fall off. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just like the noise marines do. The noise marines, when you buy the, the upgrades to give them the actual noise weapons, they come in metal. Yeah. And when you put those on there, they start getting top-heavy, and the fuckers don't want to stand up. <laughs> do I should just well. jump blue tack into the base. Or blue, like, uh, uh, super glue a coin into it. Like a yeah, two-piece. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Um, that's what I've always done. Just... I, I, I don't think I've got one in the XV because I took all the guns off, so I've... I pulled the coin off so it's like stay nicely, but um, when I redo that one, I'm going to be putting about three coins in the box. It just does get top heavy, and it just mm. randomly falls over in the middle of that. You're like, oh, he's dead. Take him off the table. <laughs> Speaking but, of that, do you guys uh, uh, magnetize your models or magnetize the base so you can uh, store them and transport them better? I've never thought about magnetizing the base, but that does I'm actually sound looking into that. But that's uh, what, that I, is actually a very good idea. I got I one of the cases. A lot of magnetizer. I got. Oh, do you really? Yeah, one of the old uh, Warhammer storage cases. It's like yeah. um, I got the dual one where it's literally you get like one that's like two foot square, and it's like a single carry case which with like foam inserts, mm -hmm. and it's all pre-cut to the size of like a normal standard mini. Mm. So it, it keeps it quite safe. And then I got the one with the vehicle compartments as well. So gotcha. But it's just too small for what. Like if you're going to a tournament, you don't want to take that because it's it's a massive case. Mm -hmm. But you don't store that much in it. All right. Like it's weird. Like I've seen cases and bags before, which were great. Like my mate had one from Army Painter. And it was literally like a like a side bag. If you know what I mean, like um, just like a laptop bag. But wider, uh, like a satchel. Yeah, like a satchel, but a lot wider. And he, he oh. had the, it had about twelve inserts in that you cut yourself, so you could right. cut it to each model and make sure that everything, like say if say your next VAT where the guns are sticking out a bit more, you'd cut mm -hmm. it around that and it'd keep those guns safe. Yeah. So uh, magnetizing the base could be smart. I've never thought of it. It's just I've you'd have to have strong magnets for some of the models, in my opinion. Yeah. See, I at the moment I'm transporting my like the Sisters of Battle army in uh, like foam from Battle Foam. And yeah. They're great. Uh, but I'm noticing now with the jeans that cuts there, so there's a lot of uh, claws and spikes yeah. that easily like get stuck in the foam. So I'm thinking about investing in some of their new product, the Magnarex, I think they're called. Basically, just metal sheets and uh, well, okay. basically they're just the same size and dimensions for the the bags I currently have. So yeah, it feels. Yeah, it feels great. It feels like a great idea. Yeah. So I'm just curious if you had some experience. I, I do a lot of magnetizing myself. If you've been in my stream, you saw me magnetize like individual parts on miniatures. Oh, yeah. You saw me magnetize uh, bases for Blood Bowl. Um, for instance, like uh, people who play Chaos, if you're running Hell Drakes, uh, the biggest problem is the wings. The wings are very fragile, they stick oh, out very far. Mm. Uh, if you try to magnetize those, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I, I, I tried. But the problem is, because of how long the wings are, it puts a very awkward counterweight onto the magnet, and it makes them want to drop and, and not stick. Uh, mm. Yeah, You could try to up the size of the magnet or, or the polarity of the magnets, uh, but I don't think that, that will help. Because you're not uh, but put I, to him. Well, the so, way that it works on... That sort of thing. Yeah, you could, but the way that the the wings go into the the mounting slot, 
uh, they have like a little peg that's shaped in like a trapezoid uh, yeah. format, and it puts them in the the correct position. And you know, obviously, people who uh, do what's it called uh, conversions, you know, you see people that convert them where the wings are facing forward, which is badass, by the way. I commend you guys for that. Yeah. Um, you know, just be careful and definitely uh, for something like you're talking about, Geet, where you have bits that are sticking on to the foam. Uh, I actually find that if you take some parchment paper and just slide it in there around the foam, it stops the bits from sticking. Oh, that's a great idea. Actually, yeah. a funny story. Uh, a friend at the gaming club said that uh, he breaks his dark elements more now when he got the foam for them yeah. than before because, I mean, they get stuck everywhere. And they, those malls are spindly funny. Do you know what might actually work? Thinking about it. Hmm? John, obviously, you know you've got like the foam... Inserts, yeah. Coat the top mm. of PVA glue. Oh, oh, that's genius. Because then it, it won't that's actually, genius. it will create a layer of a clear sort Wait. of thing so it won't stick into it. Uh, hmm. It'll be a little bit harder at the top, so like, but if you keep the actual main segment clean, it'll still protect it, but just stop. So I had the same thing with Crute, because Crute's weapons are very out there, like they either stick yeah. out, up like yeah. that over their head yeah. or their up in front of them and they've got their little spikes on it so it sticks into it but mm. that, that's literally just come into my head so I don't know if it would work yeah. you know with that man you can even go as far as thinning the glue down into your airbrush and doing a fine mist so that it's not like rough or clumpy and it would mm. honestly like create just a really fine film across there mm. that's actually really genius I didn't think about that I'm jealous right now mm. I, I'm no expert on uh, airbrush I've never used one uh, but that sounds very dangerous like filling it with glue no 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 because if you use pva glue it, it dissolves with water um so when you break your airbrush down you can you can literally strip that thing down to nothing just a big blob of parts uh, so yeah, okay. you could do something like ultrasonic with a uh, simple green oh yeah, yeah. rattle it out okay. yeah, yeah. good to go well another thing with the the, the whole magnetizing or having metal sheets uh the Another upside would be uh, that I can use the same sheets for all my armies. Right now I have different foam cut off for different armies. So I have like yeah. stacks and stacks and stacks of foam. Now yeah. I would just need magnets on all the armies and uh, metal, metal sheets. Yeah, that, that, that would be awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. That might be the way forward. Yeah. Um, obviously, talk about magnetizing and stuff like that, yeah? Um, what do you really like to magnetize? Because obviously you're a Sisters and Battle and Tyrion's collector. I know you mm. magnet. Did you magnetize your kind of effects in the end? I ended up not doing it. I, I was so I had this vision of what I wanted to be, and I uh, It's it's more of a fluff base, so to say, the, than the current effects and anything. Yeah. So, no. To answer your question, I I just glued all the was it the scything talents and the crushing claws there? Yeah, I think I remember you doing oh. yeah. I want it to be like the the living battering ram. Yeah. The, nice. <laughs> and I, I like to call it the angel as well. Yeah. The first one to to descend. Fast, fast. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling magnetizing my Riptide, just because I've got the option between the two different guns, and stuff like that. And I was I was thinking about going back and once I actually repaint my XV8s and stuff like that, I might actually magnetize them. Mm -hmm. I feel it gives you a lot more options when you're actually playing. 
Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to switch out on the go. Like when when I magnetize that um, that Heldrake, the one thing that tends to happen with Heldrakes is, is people usually put one of the two guns in the mouth, and then either A, they lose the other gun, or B, they play the miniature with that other gun, even though it's not modeled correctly. Mm. Uh, so what I've done to, to kind of counteract that on the one I've done, um, I snipped the gun off the mouth, the, the second mouth, and then I snipped the gun off the first mouth as well, magnetized them. And then on the front hands, they have little spikes that are like right in the center of the hand. Yeah. On the right hand, I cut that spike out, put a magnet in the hand, put a magnet in the other gun so that you wouldn't have to worry about losing the gun anymore. It's always uh, got both guns on him. Clever. Yeah. Fair play. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Makes it so you can switch it out on the fly. You don't have to worry about losing that piece. So. Mm. Yeah. Last thing I on. think. Go on, carry on. Go ahead. That means you off. I was just gonna say, like, um, I, I, I only ever really magnetize models when they become of a certain size. I can't bother magnetize like infantry-sized models. Oh, no. That's way too finicky for me. But like Imperial Knights or, well, Heldrakes, I guess, it's a great example when they're big enough. I think the best thing to really magnetize is weapon, uh, like vehicles and ships mm. and stuff like that. Like, I do want to go back and obviously I want to re-go over everything. Like, I want to do my hammerheads. And everything like that, just so I've got the choice between the rail rifle and the ion buster, I think. Yeah. If I'm, if I I'm totally right understand. Sure. Yeah, I get that, dude. Like, even with Geet, what he was saying about his Carnifex, uh, he kind of had a vision of what he wanted out of that Carnifex, so magnetizing didn't seem, you know, like an option. Yeah. I actually, I'd done the same thing. I considered magnetizing my Carnifexes, but yeah. when I saw them, the, the game plan was they were going to be running Bioplasma. They were going to be running Scythe and Talons, and then they were going to be running the Twin Link Heavy Venom Cannon. Yeah. So oh, I never planned on anything else, so it just kind of seemed like, yeah, it'd be a waste of time. I'm never going to run them differently, so yeah, yeah. we'll just run them like that. Well, that's fair. I suppose, like, obviously, once you get into the sort of higher level of playing, magnetizing does seem a little bit more worth it just because you can counter the armies you're going against, if you know what I mean. That's true. Yeah, it makes it easier to switch on the fly too because yeah. you know, for instance, like my Carnifexes won't be good against armies that aren't bringing swarms. Uh, you know, they're meant to put down a template and knock out bulks of enemies, not single targets. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. But well, at like... least in seventh edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Template's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how many games have you actually played of eight so far, Guy? Um, 20? Yeah. 30? How are you finding it so far? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the simplicity of it. It's really the beauty of it, I'd say. Um, I, I, I remember in 7th edition, I didn't know. I wasn't sure how, how am I ever going to, like, introduce people to this game yeah like where do you even begin like here read this 140 page rule book and then go through these codices and these supplements yeah oh and, and then there are these faqs and erratas you should probably look up as well like <laughs> it, it, it is scary to like think coming into the old style of the game it's yeah. scary to think of how much you actually had to know and read and own yeah yeah, which is it's not a blast. It's uh, it's so easy to introduce people to the game, which is which is 
it's a must, obviously, but yeah. uh, it's also so much more fun to show it off. Um, and I like this in play service as well. It's less uh, checking up rules and uh, conflicting rules, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm having loads of fun. So what's your standout point of eight so far? Is it just the simplicity? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think it... Hmm, it doesn't have anything to do with the edition, but the new... Um, the, the new attitude and approach by Games Workshop towards the uh, the community is yeah. what really makes it. So. Yeah, definitely. Like obviously, we we spoke in length about Games Workshop and their sort of coming up shorts in the last podcast. So we won't we won't shit on them again so quickly. <laughs> but like, it is good that they've actually taken into mind about getting new people into the hobby. Mm. Because for years it's been that sort of close, small community, hasn't it? So it's good that yeah, they're trying to get yeah. more people in. Mm. I actually want to share something with you guys that I was bringing up. I was telling you I had custom templates made. Uh, I want to just show these off to you guys. Oh. Just so you understand my saltiness. Um, so this uh, is... Yeah, you see it's got custom edging. We have the Tyranid logo with the Chaos logo embedded yeah. inside. Yeah. Um, no, just wait. It gets better. So here is the apocalyptic garage. <laughs> oh, you see how they're all done to look like cracked ice? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this um, is. Here's another large blast template. Jesus. No, this is the this is the Mac Daddy right here. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for you. So, Oh, that is Hopefully epic. you understand why I was so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I spent quite a bit of money to uh, have custom templates designed. And the one thing that I was the happiest about that became null and void was I'd done a thing with my standard like small blast template. I had it customized to show one inch movement, four inch movement, six inch movement, and two inch movement. Check it out. To, so, to re uh, reduce uh, the tape measure. Uh, so you had just, yeah. Um, and I had two of these made, one for me and one for my opponent. That way we could reduce the amount of times we had to go grab the tape to make movements. Hmm. Um, yeah. But super, super salty. I even had uh, special templates made for, for the uh, the biomorphs, like Catalyst and all that, or the, the, the uh, powers, the warp powers. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, there's uh, Psycho Stimulus. There's one for... <sighs> Dominion. Uh, oh, you know, wow. I spent quite a bit of money, and they literally the day that I got these, the very next day, they announced the templates were going up. Yeah, so that's bad. I, yeah. don't, I don't get why they've got rid of templates, to be honest. I don't think anyone can blame you for that saltiness. No. Yeah. It is. It's fair. I've talked about it so many times, and I just wanted to make sure everybody got a chance to see you like. Okay, he's not bullshitting. He he did spend a pretty good chunk of money on these templates. Yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you gotta admit those templates are badass. Uh, yeah. Shout out to TNT Designs, man. They they made all those up for me really really quick. Uh, turnaround rate and absolutely beautiful work, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Work. Do you uh -huh. want to get some high res images of them to put onto the Afterwash Instagram so we can timestamp and so people know what we're talking about? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, we'll get them into the photo booth so everybody can check them out, man. And we'll get we'll drop a link as well to the people who made them for you, even though they are sort of defunct. I don't know if they've gone on to something else that they're doing or... Yeah, now they're doing... Um, the, the 
Blood Bowl, they, they've added these things where they're called base bumpers. Mm-hmm. So instead of laying your model down on its back or its side, you slide this thing around the base. It'll tell you whether the player is knocked down or uh, knocked out, you know, shit like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. So yeah, we'll definitely drop them a link into the thing and uh, show off your templates that you're never going to get to use. <laughs> oh, I get to use them because we still play 7th over here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, fair as fair as. Oh, man. Yeah, um... So talking of bases, I want to hear the base fetish, amazing painter that guy is. How do you do um, yours? What do you use to make yours? Um, the um, well, the ones that uh, people kept asking about that ended up in a YouTube video was the uh, the cracked earth paste. Um, I can't remember how I stumbled across that so long ago now, but um. Basically, it's a. Uh, I think it's some sort of construction material, really. I, I haven't really figured out what it is, but it, what it is is basically a white paste that uh, cracks when it dries. Okay. So, so the bases kind of make themselves, really. You just uh, put on a layer of PVA glue and then a layer of this uh, uh, oh. paste, and then uh, you just wait eight hours or whatever. Is it like <laughs> filler? Like crack filler? Or. E- yeah, um, it has like the consistency and, and smell of. Uh, you use it to like. Uh, uh, hmm. Like smooth words are failing me, but yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The, uh, that's okay, the... so it might be like ready mix filler then. Um, mm. I know Happer Blap uses that as well to make his bases. Oh right, yeah, there because it, it is like a sort of rough consistency. I wish I had a pot to show you what I, what I was talking about, like but all the mines on the van. Um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, like it's it's used to smooth over walls, but it is quite gritty, and if you just mm. let it dry how it is, it gives a nice rough finish. Yeah. So it might be that, to be honest. Obviously, mm. you know more than me. Uh, and with the the current ones, the Gensel cults, I just wanted to like have a ruined city rubble feel to it. So it just, uh, well, d- d- different sized, uh, what do you call it, uh, grit rubble. Um, yeah. Sand, basically. Okay. Uh, various sizes and PVA glue. That's yeah. Nothing too complicated. Well, that's been my Riptide base. I actually used um, air drying clay to make the bigger rocks. Mm-hmm. And then, this is, I hope my landlord doesn't hear this, but I basically <laughs> ran out the back, got a hammer, and scraped some of the pebble dashing off my wall to make the, <laughs> the rest of the small rocks. So obviously, pebble, I don't know if people know what pebble dashing is. I don't know if it's just a British thing or anything like that but it's like in the uk quite a lot of houses have it and it's basically you render the wall so they have like a thin layer of sort of cement onto the wall and then they just take handfuls of little stones and throw them onto the wall so it sticks yeah yeah. so it's just like a stony wall and uh, i just scraped off loads of that through onto the base with pva glue and they stuck in it in my eyes i think it worked out good oh yeah that's dedication (laughs) Well, it's like in a little inconspicuous area of my exterior walls, and it's not my house, so <laughs> I don't really care if it ruined the wall. So, oh, yeah, if, oh, if my yeah, landlord's yeah. listening, I'm sorry. I'll replace it one day. <laughs> I hope you don't have to move and 
have to look up your old house <laughs> to get more base materials to match your army. <laughs> Just run back to my old house with a hammer. not going to have walls left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it turned out really good, to be honest, because it gave it that sort of stony feel. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever tried the rollers? Because I, I was watching Jimmy's Jimmy the Brushes stream the other day, and he had some... They, they look like little rolling pins with like oh, a design yeah, yeah. on the side. So you'd roll it over air drying clay or something and it puts the design mm. into the clay. They look uh, really cool. I, I haven't personally, but they look really cool and they seem to be pretty simple. So I might actually pick up some. Yeah. I think it's mostly used with the uh, green stuff. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah. I think air drying clay would give the same effect. Well, yeah, 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 definitely. And it would be a lot cheaper as well. Yep. <laughs> then to base everything with green stuff. That'd kill me. Kill my bank balance, that would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you just, you just buy one roller. Yeah. And a bunch of, bunch of clay or, or green stuff and you're set. Yeah. For exactly. an entire army. Yeah. yeah. But I saw he had uh, a couple of different rollers. Like he had one that actually put like a... I saw it as like a cathedral sort of design. Ah. And it, it looked amazing. And he had one that was like cobblestone. I can't yeah. remember the one he had. But they looked really good for what they were. Oh, simple. Actually, bringing that up, Red's Web uh, was guest last week. Uh, he was talking about that he has a, a mold that he uses when he does like cobblestone walkways and stuff. Okay. He just presses it on there, comes back the next day after it's dry, puts it on the base, good to go. Okay. That's probably something a bit similar, yeah. But like this thing is literally like the the width of a lighter, and you, you just roll it over. Yeah. Wow. And it makes like a seamless transition, which is simple. It, like you could literally just base, like put clay onto a whole troops of bases and just go boom, 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 and yeah. they're done. Then you just paint them up the next day. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. Cool. I'm going to have to pick some up and uh, try them out. Or, if the people who make them want to send us some way for us to review, <laughs> we're open to that. <laughs> yep. Send them on. Send us free stuff. <laughs> I will never turn away free stuff. You well, can send me a uh, turd in the box and I'll take it. <laughs> uh, if anyone's just getting into uh, making bases for the first time, I think the texture paints uh, are actually quite nice for yeah. what they are it might yeah. get a little expensive if you're painting an entire, uh, an entire army using that but uh, I think they also start uh, selling them in bigger pots yeah they're, they're in bigger pods than obviously the standard paint they're, I think they're similar yeah. to the wash pods yeah I actually yeah, dug this out the other day last time Geet was here I was telling you guys about that snow shit that I used to use yeah, this yeah. is uh, morning mountain snow. Absolutely mm -hmm. awesome. This stuff, yeah. it, it, you can get this set to your Games Workshop store or any any Citadel paint carrier uh, store. This stuff is absolutely phenomenal. If you're trying to do snow, grab you some of this. And even if you don't want it to be snow, you can put this on and do kind of the same thing. Build it up in certain areas, and then after it dries, you get the texture you're looking for. Paint it. Go in and paint that shit up. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I have to. I was looking at. It. I was looking at getting some of the. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's. Is it definitely mud? The textured mud paint. No. Devlin mud used to be a wash. Okay. Yeah. 
Maybe I've got the, uh, I've probably got the name wrong to be honest, but um, it was like the mud texture, and I was thinking about putting it around the base of my Riptide, mm. but um, I decided against it in the end because I think sand will be a bit better. And I'm thinking like a bluey, like I mean like turquoise sort of blue sand. That's the idea I've got in my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea. I think it could look cool. Yeah, like yeah, that sort of color. That's sort. Of, well, I, I think might maybe a little bit brighter. What, what color are we looking at though? Yeah, what do you wanna... That, that is game color turquoise. Um, there, there's actually a little bit brighter blues, but if you're going for a turquoise, obviously you're looking for kind of like a green pigmentation. Yeah. Uh, you could simply add a little bit of green to that and yeah. vibrant, vibrant it up a little bit. Um, but I mean, you got for your greens. I mean, you could drop this beast in there and really brighten it up. Verdure. Super. Oh wow. This is a actually this is game color fluorescent green. Oh. It, there's the tip of the cap. I mean, it's it's bright shit. <laughs> yeah. See, the other idea I was having, I was thinking either going for like a turquoisey sort of blue, or just go balls deep and go for the Lothurn, which is oh, that really yeah. icy sort of blue, isn't it? So Dude, I don't. I like uh... Temple Guard blue. Temple Guard blue is like amazing. Yeah. But they're like the two ideas I've sort of got in my head. And I don't know mm -hmm. which one I'm going for. I'm, I might even try... I'm going to. I'm probably just going to go get some paint. I've got enough sand to try it all out and then just mix it up and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just make sure it's a nice complement to the uh, the paint or the, the model. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The paint for models is rust grey and then Fenrisian highlights with the eshing grey. What's mm. that you're holding up? Temple That's guard. Temple Guard blue. Okay, so I was just, just looking at the blue on the pod to sort of get an idea of how bright it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of, I don't know. At the moment, I've gone for ultramarine blue because it's just some old paint that I had lying down that I just mm -hmm. thought, it doesn't matter if I waste it. I'm not going to use it to see how it looks. But it's just, I, I showed used to obviously before the podcast started and it yeah. is a bit darker than what I feel would complement it to be honest to be honest my overall idea was red uh, wow. i think i like the turquoise yeah. more though but, but the, only, the only reason i was thinking red is because i saw the star wars trailer <laughs> oh don't spoil anything have you not seen uh, the trailer yet no i don't watch trailers anymore Oh, you and need to my... watch this one this one no 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 no, no seriously this one you need to watch before it's very yeah. Like I was listening, I I listened to another podcast um, by some skaters that I listen to and watch on YouTube, and they basically got about all things geeky and nerdy, and they were mm -hmm. saying that this one is definitely one trailer you want to watch. Okay. Just because it it makes what? you think about a lot more, and it's I don't know, it's I can't remember exactly what it said, but it is a oh, good I trailer. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt it uh, at all, but uh, ever since I stopped watching trailers a year ago and my cinem cinema experience has been all the better. Yeah? Like going into enough. every every movie without any, um, what's the word? Um, like <laughs> preconceived idea. Well, preconceived ideas, yes, and to get pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, that's fair enough. I've seen I, like I, I, Games Workshop throws out new miniatures and you're like oh those miniatures are going to be badass man i can't wait to play them then you buy them and you read the codex and you're like mm, but glad i bought these turds 
Some some films do it wrong. Trailers, they definitely do trailers wrong. They'll put the best bits of the movie in the trailer. Yeah. So you're expecting it, then you go out the you go out the cinema, and you're like, okay, I've just watched all that in the trailer for free at home in 30 seconds. Mm. There's no point people coming to watch this for you. But some do it right, and I don't know. I was kind of expecting actually the Deadpool movie to to do that. Yeah. Like uh, when they get to the point from the, like the scene from the trailer. There will be something completely different happening. Yeah. And he'll be like breaking through a wall saying, ha ha. Yeah. But, but no. Yeah, that's, that's, I, obviously Deadpool is probably one of my favorite movies that got released in 2016, to be honest. For those oh, yeah. of you that say Vanilla doesn't freehand, Miss Captain Deadpool. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Joe, that reminds that. me of, that, that reminds me of Gwenpool. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I've done cool. this a very long time ago, and you guys oh, know I don't ever talk yeah. about my free hand, but I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of that mini. That's good. I like that. It should be. That is really cool. Um, is there a place somewhere we can uh, look at that model in detail? He'll, I'm sure yeah, he'll get some high-res. There is currently no high-res images of her. Uh, to be fair, when I painted her, I was still relatively new-ish to the hobby. Yeah. So, you know... As I've progressed, I've kind of stopped showing off my older stuff. But it'd be cool to go, you know, take a, a blast to the past and share yeah. that. Yeah. You, well, know. you can even do like a before and after sort of thing. So it shows your sort of journey through learning to paint mm. and getting better. Yeah. Which is I'm yeah, going to keep. Pretty... I've actually decided to keep one of my piranhas in my old color scheme. Just so that I've got something that I can look at and be like, I was terrible when I painted that. I feel <laughs> like I'm a little bit better now. <laughs> Yeah, everyone should keep their first model. Yeah. Really? Definitely. Unfortunately, I've, I've lost mine. I don't know where it is. My yeah. first I... models are actually for somebody else, so I don't have them anymore. But I did share oh. them on Instagram. They were oh, tiered. Ah, that's fast. My first were just uh, a Trooper Fire Warriors. So wow. I, I just went some... bought the same. No, way. actually, I think the first ones were the XV-15 staff suits. Which is the what? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> you don't know he's what he's basically saying. He's always been with the dirty fish people. Yeah, yeah. it's the skinnier, oh, the older the version suits. of the staff suits. Ah, it's yeah. the better version in my eyes. <laughs> I think I'll talk Hopefully, about everybody it put their sunglasses on right there. Uh, huh? Could have just went blind from the fish people. <laughs> that is Are more fuse. Yeah, they're metal. Yeah, but they they were like even though they're metal. I still prefer them to the new XV25s, which is okay. like the really fat ones that you think you are not going to sneak past anybody. Ah, uh, yeah. Even with all the technology, they're going to hear your footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've obviously stripped them down and started repainting them. Um, but I'm actually going to keep... I've decided to keep this just because, well, like the bottom of it, is cracked. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Like the, like where's my new piranhas? Oh, I'll the difference. Um, they've got these little like things here. They broke off on this one, so uh, I'm not really. Uh, and the drone guns broke off in the case as well. So it's like I'm not gonna strip it down and repaint it to use. So I might as well just leave it and keep it and have it as a reminder. Mm, yeah. So that's the idea. Um, it's nice to see where you where you came from, so to say. Yeah, it is, yeah. 
But that that's actually my second iteration of my this colors of this army because I, I did mm -hmm. start off with the obviously the standard box art towel, which used to be with mm. the browns and the mm. like that sort of color scheme. But then I changed my mind on it and went for these. Like the only thing I experimented back with back then was the crew, and it was a terrible screw, the color scheme for my crew. <laughs> I don't know if I've got a, no, I don't think I've got any old models of my crew. But I just literally, it was when I first started painting, and all I did was had their skin black, um, blue, like chest piece, and then red mouths, and it looked terrible. White hair. It, 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 it looked terrible. I was hanging out with Mike Disney last night. For those of you that don't know who Mike Disney is, you should know that name. Art of Mike Disney. Hell of a painter. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was watching him do some batch painting. I mean, I was up late, man. I was up to like 8 a.m. hanging out with him. And uh, there's something cool about watching other people batch paint because it makes you feel better inside. Because everybody's had that moment when they're batch painting and, and there's always those couple miniatures they get past and you forget an area. You're just like, how? holy shit, how did I miss this helmet? Or, yeah. You know? And as Mike was moving along, you know, he'd, he'd get going, the momentum was feeling good, and then he'd just be like, oh, fuck, man. How the hell did I forget this this fucking helmet? And I'll move it to the side, and then we'll get like three more miniatures down, and he'll be like, "Oh fuck, man, I forgot the teeth." <laughs> move it to the side. Here's like, yeah. So I'm not the only one that's committing this horrible crime. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the thing. I can't uh, batch paint. I literally huh? cannot do it. I can't batch paint. Huh? Yeah, like even with my fire warriors, I've got two that have been painted up. The commander yeah. and just a normal squad, just as, and then I just don't. I can't sit down and have a whole troop of fire warriors and just paint for one. I have to do like one at a time, and then go back to something else, and then come back and. Okay. It's, it's I, I absolutely love batch painting. Really? It might be, be, be yeah. It might be because Skaven was my first army, but uh, I might be indoctrinated there and then. But I kind of like that. Uh, I don't have to really think about it. It's more, I know exactly what paint, what yeah. color, what technique to use, apply on which surface. So I don't have to make any decisions. It's kind of, I guess, relaxing, relaxing in a way. Yeah. 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 I understand. Kind of, you do that with like, like Marines too. You know, you get, you get 30 Marines and you set them there and you, you just go over like, all right, base color, base color, base color, edging, mm. edging, edging, eyes, eyes, eyes. You know, it's a good way to keep the rhythm and, and keep it mindless. Like, you, you start being less human and more like a machine. You just yeah. know, like, you know, next yeah. step, next step. Yeah, yeah uh, I suppose. It's also so a good way to pump miniatures out quickly as well. Like, if you're trying to get, you know, a su substantial amount of points on, on the table, uh, batch painting is, or I guess I should say, can be. It can be a relatively fast process, and you can really pump out the minis. Uh, yeah. Depending on mm. the quality you're going for as well. Yeah, I suppose. That's me. I just I like going like back and forth and changing what I'm working on every so often. To be honest, just feels more. Okay. I don't know. It changes it up a little bit. Mm. Especially when you're painting like the same thing. Like, say if you have like three troops of fire warriors, <laughs> I'd get I'd get bored after a while. Yeah. I like painting. I love sitting here and painting, but like it's just. The same thing over and over again. You mm. know what I mean? I yeah, completely I understand it. Mm. 
Well, the only thing I'll really batch is bases. Yeah. That's the only thing I can actually do. I don't believe that Geek batches bases. If he no. says he does, he's lying. Those bases look too good to be batch painted. <laughs> he, he spends a night on each base. Oh, no, no, oh, holy crap. Now it's just dry brush. <laughs> dry brush and washes. That's yeah. all I ever use. But it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I stole his technique. I didn't use the, uh, I didn't use the, the fancy, like, I'm, I'm going to put the PVA glue down and then get the cracked earth. But I took everything that I learned from his YouTube video and done the same thing. I applied washes and dry brushing. And he's uh, 100% right. It's amazing how something, and don't take this the wrong way, anybody who's listening, Geet's very talented. So no offense here at all, but it's amazing how those simple steps that I learned from watching his YouTube video, and they really are our simple steps. Uh, you yeah. know, we're talking about washing and dry brushing. Yeah. yeah. It's a great effect that it provides. It's a very nice quality. Um, I was really pleased with the results. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you like oh, no results. Problem, man. No problem, man. Mad props to you. Yeah. It's like um, on back, obviously back onto the talks of basin. I hate that my Marauder came on a precast base. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually in two minds about just literally scrapping this base and making my own on a 32 mil base that I mm. bought from Games Workshop just because, like this base has a orc head on it and a Space Marine gauntlet. Like yeah. I just I don't like that sort of like it's sort of showing that you need to play against these people for your army to look good if it's got that sort of stuff onto it. Mm. But obviously some bits are good, but I'd prefer to put like dead tower on my bases and stuff like that. Wait, what? Like no, like it's just more, <laughs> especially with tower. Especially with tower. How many times would you think a tower fire warrior or anyone would walk over an enemy's body? Uh, <laughs> Not very enough. often. Okay, 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 okay. That that makes perfect sense. So like, but... it feels to me like they're they're gonna be like, especially. In my mind at all, someone gets shot, someone's just going to slip back into their place. If you yeah. know what I mean, like in the ranks. So I feel like they're just basically stepping in front of the guy who's been shot and then he'll be lying on the floor behind them and they'll be carrying on shooting. So I don't know. Oh, that's so much I hurt. completely feel your pain, dude, because uh, <laughs> everybody's not able to see this, but I'm going to show it oh, off. Wow. This, this is actually... It comes with the base, and this is like the cap that goes on the base yeah. for that death roller. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the death roller is running over a goblin or, or a referee. And uh, I was really looking forward to being able to customize this. But as you see, the whole body is on this base. Yeah. So it makes things tricky. And what sucks is you got to glue the head on the other arm where he's like reaching out, you know, begging for mercy, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but, you know. Well, this you gotta is, make do with what you have, I suppose. Yeah, this is the one that I'm on about. The uh, Marauder. I don't know if you'd like to see it. But it's got the gauntlet on it. And then the skull at the bottom there. Yeah. And it's just... It'd look good, but it's just... I don't know. It's too pinpointing what you're fighting. In my eyes. Yeah. Also, you don't want that to be... Taking the tension away from the model itself. Yeah. Um, so consider painting it like a mute collars. Yeah, but the other thing as well is, I 
the actual Marauder doesn't fit onto the base well in my eyes. Mm. Because of the way it's it's posed, like it's um she's leaning on her gun, holding on her gun like yep. that. So she's got one foot yep. on the floor, like sort of just sitting there leaning on it. So you have to find the perfect spot to put the gun base like the butt of the gun into the base and for the foot to sit there and be at the same height and there isn't like a predetermined spot for it, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I might just literally create my own, which I feel would like. Yeah, what Geet does with with his cracked earth, that's actually really clever. He puts that cracked earth down for those of you that haven't seen it, and while it's still wet, he takes the miniature, and he puts the impression of the feet into mm. the the cracked earth, and that gives him a, a sound point for gluing that miniature to that base. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be something cool for Games Workshop to implement, honestly. Mm, well, that's the thing. Games Workshop yeah. doesn't really have bases that come pre-casted in like the 40k universe, anyway. That I've seen, I haven't well, seen. Well, they many. have like the hero bases and stuff, but mm. they're, you know, they're yeah. for what they are. They're kind of pricey. Yeah. Mm. But they're cool though. Yeah. I think the uh, the old uh, Dreadnought kit doesn't that come with a, a specific molded base? I. I think it wouldn't does. know, to be honest. Uh, uh, I have one back here. Oh, cool. There you go. Goes on his travels again on his little rolly chair. <laughs> <Just laughs> Scooting along. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it doesn't. But interesting fact, though, uh, the Tau, or not the Tau, I'm sorry, the Eldar actually have a lot of miniatures that come with those bases. I can actually grab one if you guys want so I can show you what they look like. What? Okay, I didn't know. The Eldar? Um, you sure? I've never seen Eldar with moldy base. I've got a couple of troops bowled up. I think, like, I, I think a couple of, like, hero figures sort of do, like, your big war bosses. Like, I think I remember the Avatar of... Avatar of, what's it called? Uh, the Eldar Avatar comes with a moldy base. Mm. No, I think what is uh, some of them are like standing on top of like a wraith bone and stuff like that. I, uh, I think I know which ones it means now. Okay. Oh, like the uh, the what's it called? It's like the. Um... Mine's gone blank. Oh. Uh... <laughs> okay. Was that an elf head? <laughs> yeah. Or Eldor, I mean. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Have, like, uh, broken Eldar parts from like the wraiths. Yeah. That are scattered on the ground. What are those bases from? Uh, Do you know? The the little miniature, the the little Wraith Knight dudes, the small ones. I can't remember what the fuck they're called. Oh, Wraith God. There we go, yeah. Okay. Huh. Fair enough. I, I remember my From my Eldar player, he was like, I'm never going to use these. And I was like, send them on this way, buddy. <laughs> They're really cool models, to be honest. I really like them. They are. Eldar has phenomenal models. Actually, Turk is. Turk has a very nice miniature that's going to be heading his way. I actually still have it sitting right here. Yeah, the old Morgan Ross. Uh, this is the original Craft World colors here, right here. Yeah. Can't oh, wait to nice. get that out. I'm man. stoked for that. I need to get some yeah. Dark Reapers to sit in with now. Did you what... see the. Um... Uh, aspect um, guardian or something aspect hero aspect warrior i don't know no no i'm i'm, I'm already sidetracking the oh. uh, like limited uh, 
uh, like re risk not risk the reselling they're bringing back some old metal malls they can order for like one week oh, what do you call them uh, um... out of productions yeah they call it uh, like they uh, well they produce them by by order so to say and they do like one batch now so you can oh, like a couple limited edition or... yeah i guess so yeah uh, Mage Order, I think that's what they call it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what they've done for Blood Bowl. They've they done, like, the Lizard Men, and then they've done the, uh, what was it, the Chaos Dwarfs. Um, yeah. There was a couple different teams that they've done. I think they've done the Vampires, too. I, I, I bought the uh, Lizard Men. I bought two two sets of the, the actual teams, and then I bought two Crocs cores. And uh, once I got them, I was just like, Nah, I don't want to paint this metal, so I ended up doing an Instagram giveaway and giving away the, you know, the twenty-four plus two, and uh, yeah, well, person was really happy to get those. <laughs> yeah, well, they would be nice. Um, well, Games Workshop's actually doing a exclusive miniature. Like, obviously, it's a little bit different, but it's like an exclusive miniature because they're moving in Coventry. They're moving shops, so they're doing a celebratory miniature for it, where it's going only going to be available to buy in the store for like a week after they've moved oh i think it might be a day i think they're doing it on they're having oh, like wow. a, a big party day where like everyone's oh. going to go in and so far and then um they're doing a miniature just for that i need oh. to get a hold of my buddy that's that he lives right down there by them man and see if he'll pick me up one i'll send him the cabbage where that's in cool. coventry mm-hmm. uh paints mostly uh, you guys probably don't know him but uh he's he's been a uh avid supporter of me since uh, I started long ago and uh, he, he's super awesome and he's actually he's who picked me up my uh, my crack and crumbleberry uh, miniatures mm. so you'd have to let me know uh, who he is and get me in contact he's from Coventry obviously it's always good yeah, to know I'll, someone I can, else in the hobby I can hook you up with that stuff man he's super nice man he's super cool more than happy to help if you guys aren't already following uh, paints mostly on Instagram, I strongly recommend it. Very, very talented artist. He's been featured multiple times by Games Workshop. Uh, he is absolutely amazing. What's his name? I paints mostly. Paints mostly. Okay. I have a little look. Underscore, yeah, yeah. You, well, you follow him, so. Yeah, I, I talked to him through Instagram, man. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, hmm? Nice. Yeah, that's fast. Got it. What? He's oh his uh tree people dr- druids or whatever they're called druids 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 you know what I'm talking about? yeah those people the tree yeah yeah those are he has multiple miniatures from that army featured on Games Workshop's website oh nice. that's cool oh yeah he's a, fair enough I was looking at some of his miniatures now they actually look really cool yeah. They look amazing. Well, perhaps we can put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, put it in the description. This, this is worth checking out, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. It is. Really he nice. actually, all of his pictures you see featured on Games Workshop's website. Fun little fact: um, if you're ever looking for like a nice background for your miniatures to be uh, on, he uses the codex. He flips the codex open and uses the back page and the ah. back of the uh, cover. Ah. Shoots his photos there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool I just prefer nice. having like, a little bit nice of background scenery. To be honest, so I might, I'm actually thinking about making some tell scenery. 
just on the cheap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at, like, um, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube channel, but they do a... It's, I can't remember the actual channel's name, but they do a YouTube series where it's uh, Terrain Out of Trash. Uh, don't think so, no. And they literally, like, use random home, like, items that you're going to find in your house to make scenery. And some of them look cool. Like, I saw one of them, he did a towel bunker out of a Pringles can. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. And it looks wow. it looks really good for what it is, and it? so I'm I'm gonna copy it and do it. So that's awesome. That's, it sounds like a lot of fun as well. Yeah, exactly. Like if you just find random stuff around your house and then make it up. Now, as a tell player, you're a little bit spoiled with the uh, Tidewall uh, Rampart skull. Yeah, yeah. I I think it looks cool. Um, that actually came out obviously while I was on my little hiatus of not painting or playing. But mm-hmm. um, I'm looking into picking it up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Cause, you like, got the rules and everything, right? Yeah. Well, Forgeball did a lot of um, towel scenery, like sensor towers and stuff like that, for the longest oh. time. And it looked really cool. I tried making one ages ago out of like just home trash to save a bit of money, because I didn't want to spend that much money from Forgeball on a mm. sensor tower. You know what I mean? If I was going to order something from Forgeball, it will be something big. Yeah. But... Um, they look really cool. I want to get a couple just to have on my shelf, so I'd have like a little set to take pictures and stuff like that. Mhm. Um, Do you have a, a gaming table at home as well? I wish. I wish I had the room for a gaming table. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. But well, that's the thing. I used to have one at my parents' house, but it was literally I got two six by three sheets of MDF, cut them into squares, so they were like three by three squares. And then I, I based it with like a textured paint and stuff like that, so it was sand. And basically, when I played, I literally just pulled it out from behind my bed, and we used to play on yeah. that. So I'm, I might make something like that again because it was really fun, to be honest. To have like all the terrain style and stuff like that. Mhm. Yeah. There. So yeah. But Assuming you will be playing some games. I'm hoping to, if I can find yeah. someone to play with, because obviously yeah. there's not. Well, since getting back into hobby, Please. everyone knew. Huh? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't know. I just need someone to actually play with and then I'll probably get back into it. I'll probably stop in by uh, England uh, in a couple of months or so. You know, Flickster is throwing some sort of a party. No, I didn't. In a not too far future. I ain't heard about it. I haven't spoken to Flit. I spoke to him briefly yeah. about the podcast the other day, but that was it, really. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. If, well oh, never mind. Uh, but, but if I have the time and the uh, the money, perhaps I could stop by and uh, play a game or two. That would be cool. That would definitely be cool. Well, I'm hoping that the uh, convention's back at the Rico that you came to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the Warmer Fest. Yeah. So that'd be cool yeah. if that's at the Rico, because I'll be up there every day. That's so. right, yeah. Because <laughs> literally, like, I live... Well, my missus actually works at the Rico, which is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So that's the thing, you've actually met my missus without knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy to think about. That, 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 it, it's now mad. I know why she came back home so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing how small the world is. Uh-huh. Do you not think, like... To know that, that a random person that I've started supporting on Twitch and then spoken to has actually met my missus without knowing it. Yeah. 
it's weird. Like to be honest, before getting onto Twitch and getting into all the Warhammer streams and stuff like that, Coventry didn't seem that significant. But now that oh. like Red's Web, he went to university in Coventry. Guy, you've oh. been to Coventry for the festival. It's like um, it's weird. It's weird to me, to be honest. We're usually just known for cathedrals. That's it. We've got two cathedrals, so. <laughs> and one of them got oh, bombed. Warhammer Fest. Yeah, and Warhammer so. Fest now. And we're actually not that far from Warhammer World, to be honest. Because it's in Nottingham. Mm -hmm. So, it's crazy, to be honest. We actually have, like, the first tabletop convention coming to our area. Uh, it's actually on my birthday, which is hilarious. Uh, we're thinking about going to. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So, uh, Vlog thinking it. about going down there, hanging out. Vlog it. Then you can yeah. put it onto Twitch and have it as like a video cast. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Get well, what's that? I don't know what other feature. Huh? Do what? Sorry? <laughs> we all sort of spoke at the same time. <laughs> yeah, what's that? The gaming convention about? They were talking about it. Oh, it's, it's, I don't know the name of it. Um, I, my wife does, I, but she's running around right now. They're, basically, they're going to be doing like, like Warhammer, War Machine. Uh, Hero Clicks, uh, Rune Quest, or Rune Wars, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, Nerd Rune Wars. Luvia. What is it? Mm -hmm. Nerd Luvia. Nerd Luvia is the name of Nerd Luvia. Ah, oh, that's yeah. So it, Nerd Nerd Louisville, it's it, it's kind of a shitty name to be honest, <laughs> but uh, you know whatever. At yeah. least we got something, damn it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, it's a name of sticks. Yeah, exactly. That's the important thing. Um. But yeah, I'm hoping Warhammer Fest is back at the Rico because I, I definitely want to go. Yeah. Yep. I'd, I'd love to meet you and uh, get a drink and chill out and shoot the shit. We could even do like yeah. a after wash special. Obviously, minus vanilla. Get me, you, Flickster. No, we, a... we'll get vanilla here. How is vanilla going to get across there. to the UK? <laughs> Motherfucker, I have airplanes where I live. Yeah. Are you sure? A railroad too. A railroad Hold to on. the UK. A railroad to the UK. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I have shown you this actually, but this is what I managed to scrape off uh, from the previous uh, Warhammer Fest. That Ooh. is uh, like Mort, Flickster, like a ninja, uh, Grendler, my Saint. Can you see it at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see I'm, it. Hold yeah, I'm holding up a, a signed. Uh, uh, oh, was this the um, the artwork that came with the triumvirate? Yeah. So I want to grab more autographs yeah. from all the awesome people in the the creative streaming community. That would be cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Vanilla, you need to save up and come across for Warhammer Fest. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah. Dude, there's no point. You can no crash point. on my sofa. <laughs> It's a, it's a small sofa. You're a big bloke, but we'll make it work. <laughs> now everybody knows I'm fat. <laughs> Thank you, Turk. Everybody knew you was fat before this, buddy. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I love you. Um, no, but I've got a fold-out bed. You can sleep on that. Just get your plane tickets across. <laughs> I can't go anywhere without my lady, dude. True, true. I think you both sit on this. Uh, you can both fit on the like little small single bed that we've got. <laughs> well, to be honest, me and my missus actually did share that bed when she was pregnant, so it can't be that small. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Yeah. But could that be like a donation goal or something? Get me mail it to Warmerfest 2018. That'd be my donation Let's goal. Go. That'd be mine. I'll put it as mine as well. Yeah. That's a lot of money to raise, though. That's a that's an expensive ticket. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't be that expensive, to be honest. Watch. Well, yeah, right, dude. That's like two planes for me. I gotta take a plane out of out of Louisville, and I gotta land in Newark, and then I have to leave from Newark and head to you, uh, because uh, they don't do one outs from Louisville to uh, the UK. Okay. That's oh, for two seats as well. Drive. Yeah, I only know that because I went to Amsterdam, um, and that's the same thing. We had to uh, had to do a two out. Okay. Which is hilarious because the flight from like Louisville to Newark is like an hour and 30 minutes. It's like a super quick flight and yeah. you're on like a little bitty plane. And you just think that like with all the technology we have, we could easily be like, all right, we're going to throw these fuckers in a bigger plane. We're going to get them from A to B. Let's go. Oh, but I suppose it's more like a smaller airport. Yeah, it is. It's like Coventry. Coventry Airport, you can't fly that many places. Like you can't fly to the US or anything like that from Coventry Airport. you got to go to Birmingham. So... That's the thing, um, but could you not like? Get... is absolutely beautiful too. So could you not get like a, a train there? Stop it. I guess maybe you could do a train, possibly a bit, bit longer, but yeah, we would take like an hour and thirty minute flight, give or take, and turn it into like a very long, long drooling train ride. But it'd be cheaper. And would be cheaper, but I'd be one tired motherfucker. Yeah. Well, let's get a fundraiser, like a crowdfunding sort of page going, and uh, we'll get you here. We have to just we price do. it up. Mrs. hooking me up with some candy right there. <laughs> oh. Okay, but yeah, we are we are coming up to the one hour twenty minute mark for the podcast. Um, so I think it's about a good time to start wrapping it down and sort of. Wrap it up. Yeah, figuring Don't out the clothes. Silly. Huh? Wrap it up, then be silly. Wrap your <laughs> willy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Geet is so lost. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Mike too much. Yeah. Geet's oh, used to like a PG-13 sort of stream where he's all nice and chilled and relaxed. And... Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we buddy. never get married now. We'll make sure we give a disclaimer. <laughs> Well, obviously, this is like, obviously, we like to keep it like R-rated, is that the word? 18 plus sort of thing with mature audiences. Yeah, but, we just like to shoot the shit and have a good time, man. That's yeah. what it's about. Well, that's the yeah. thing, like, the audience for Warhammer and Miniature Payton isn't really kids, to be honest, when you think about it. I think it kind of is becoming more more kid-friendly, though, with the, the, the steps we took to becoming more simple uh, yeah. with the game. But I don't think but, uh, it's gonna. I don't know. Kids can't afford uh, it. Uh, Look at him. He's like, please get me out of here. Get me out of here. That <laughs> <laughs> was because yeah, I totally get that point because most of the gamers at our gaming club at least are around 25, 35. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a very expensive hobby. That is true. Yeah. Which is, the, I think, the main reason kids aren't getting into it. Because like, when I was a kid and I got into it, it, it'd take me months to get a new model. Or to mm. even get some new paint. Oh. But I, I could already picture my parents right now. If I was like my 10 or 13-year-old self, 
being like, I totally need this $150 plastic miniature yeah. that, that is just badass. They're going to be yeah. like, $150 for an action figure? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, like, obviously, to be honest, the main audience is sort of our sort of age. So it's good. Like, obviously, we don't want to keep it PG-13. That's just me. I can't keep anything PG-13, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, he's one of them. Throw with the punches. Yeah. Hurt guys yeah. and we follow. <laughs> Yours isn't PG thirteen either, Vanilla. So don't even come with that stuff. <laughs> I totally take no responsibility. No responsibility. I'm yeah, it's, it's all, all my fault. Your streams yeah. eighteen plus. We blame it all on Geet. It's all Geet's fault. Wait, what? <laughs> dirty, dirty man. <laughs> Geet's too nice, so we've got to be the bad side of it. Oh yeah, right, the right. Side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, obviously I want to thank everybody who's downloaded. Obviously we are on iTunes now. Um, I've still got to figure out how we're going to get onto whatever the equivalent is on Android. Um, so we'll obviously give you an update. I'll hopefully try and get this one. Well, obviously the first and second ones onto Android phones, so you can download them on there as well. But um, obviously we are on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, it's all the same. Afterwatch podcast. Um, Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes and you'll get all of... Every time we upload a new podcast, you get it downloaded straight to your phone so you can listen to it. All right. Any last words, boys? Thank you guys again for hanging out, man. It was super fun. Uh, this was a much more lax podcast. I know we didn't really go too deep into any 40K stuff, but that's what this podcast is about. It's about covering you know, everything, even remotely related. So hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Even yeah, not Geek, related. Thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Geek, thank, thank you so for much joining. for having me. I had a blast. No worries, you're always welcome back. You know that. You're awesome. a role model for us both, so it's good to sit here and talk to you. <laughs> yep. I thank you. I'll see you next week then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, guys. Yeah.